Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of the Light Vision Podcast, where I have conversations with people to understand the meaningful things in their lives. I'm Eric Fisher, and this episode features marketing guru and Christian Jen Lyles. Jen was gracious enough to join the show to talk about how good marketing and Christianity are both game changers in everyday life and business communications. Her passion really crawls through the airways and motivates the heart to take action. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you to talk about the secret sauce of marketing, how to reframe conversations to better communicate the intention of what we're trying to communicate, and also to look at kingdom principles of Christianity and how those things can transform our lives in dealing with everyday individuals, but also our own perspectives going through trying to accomplish the things we want to accomplish. So I, I really am just really excited to share with you uh, this episode talking about marketing and Christianity in the workplace and in life. So please enjoy episode 10 of the Light Vision Podcast. All right, we're back to episode 10. We're talking to Jen, and I want to jump right in the conversation. There's a lot to cover, but Jen, if you don't mind introducing yourself for us. Sure. My name is Jen Lyles. I am a marketing professional. I started my own company, Lyles Inc., a couple years ago, and I mostly work with vocational schools and some small businesses to help them get more business. Uh, first and foremost, though, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer in God. So everything I do is backed with integrity and honesty. That's awesome. Okay, cool. So there's there's a lot to unpack there. We're trying to be as concise as possible. But uh, let's start where you started as a marketing professional. What does that mean? There's so many different, uh, I think, ideas that pop into the mind. I think we all know the ads. We see billboards and magazines and commercials nonstop. And maybe we've grown a little bit numb to what this actually is. So what Can you explain marketing for dummies? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so marketing obviously has several different aspects to it. You can be a digital marketer. You can be a graphic designer. You can be someone that just is the brainchild behind commercials. Um, and so... More specifically, what I do is I'm a consultant. Businesses, mostly schools, will hire me to come in there and figure out their brand and how to tell their story properly to the public. And so I have one goal when I work with a vocational school, and that's to get them more enrollments. That's the whole goal. How, yeah. how do I get more people in this building? Well, you get that through getting leads, people going on your website, filling out a form, people calling you. And you're not going to get leads unless you market yourself. And so several years ago, I kind of found the secret sauce to this. I found myself as a, uh, as a director of marketing at a beauty school in Southern California. I was still living in Nashville, and so I was working remotely for this school. Okay. And I quickly discovered that like every beauty school in America – was advertising schools the exact same way. It was just across the board, one size fits all. Every billboard looked the same. Every ad looked the same. And I just thought, why are these people not creative? Like they have great products and they don't know how to tell their story properly. So I just started changing up some things. I'm a lover of ads. I'm a lover of commercials. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a consumer of that you know type of thing. So I just thought, let's change this up and uh, do something interesting and unique. And, and luckily, I had a boss who believed in me and pretty much let me do whatever. And within one year, 
I was able to increase leads and enrollment at that school by 38%. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and so that was a pre- it was pretty impressive in a time when schools were declining in numbers. Uh, so from that, I just started speaking at conferences and I was asked to speak because I, you know, had done so well at, at that school I was working at. Um, in 2017, I won best beauty school marketer in the entire country. So I was again asked to just go to conferences, share my secret sauce. And from that, schools were just like, man, you need to come and develop a program, like a, a boot camp, come to my school, teach me how to do this. So that's what I did. And then a couple years ago, it'll be two years this July, I quit my full-time job because mm. I was getting so busy helping other schools. That's amazing. And, um, and yeah, so that's kind of, that kind of sums up what I do. Uh, I hope that answered your question. It absolutely does. And I, there's a lot of ideas pop in my head. Um, thank, thank you for sharing that. What I think yeah. about, and I, I talk about this all the time, and I'm not a master of it by any means either, but this idea of storytelling is also a broad spectrum. You know, Final Creations Light Vision is very much a storytelling company. Uh, so we care about yes. who people are and what all this, all this stuff, uh, what media is trying to influence or reflect from cultures or the the messaging that that is coming from these stories and i think that's if i'm not leaping too far that's what it sounds like what marketing is is trying to match the idea with what's being communicated is that is that fair that's what good marketing is okay so you know and what i was seeing was just schools having these terrible ads of like school starts next month better enroll like every single ad was just like get a beautiful career school start in june um you know (laughs) classes start soon hurry up we're filling up just this general really broad doesn't tell a story and so you're absolutely right um what inspired me was i actually went to south by southwest and i sat in classes taught by people from nike lululemon coca-cola like Instagram, the big ups at big companies. Mm -hmm. And I thought if I can learn what these giant companies are doing and how they're marketing their product, I can bring that to the beauty school level. And that's what I did. And so, yes, through good storytelling. um, But I will say along with that is a great product. And this is where I like to talk, talk about God a little bit. Okay. Yeah. um, And sort of like the integrity behind the marketing world. So I don't know if you're familiar with the Fire Festival. Uh, you know, I, I was obsessed with the documentaries when they came out. Um, and so I, I go to schools and I say, listen, I can Fire Festival your school all day. I can con <laughs> people into coming here. Oh, yeah. But if, yeah. You, if, you know, if you don't have a good product, if you don't deliver what you're setting out to, to do or why you're in this business to begin with, it's gonna it's gonna be worse for you in the long run. Yeah. And so actually I found out that that's what was happening. The school I had worked at had some allegations and had a bunch of culture issues that I really don't want to get into. Sure. But it made it so that I felt like a con artist, Eric. I felt like such a con artist every day. Mm-hmm. I remember going to sleep and like literally crying in my bed to my husband. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm causing these kids to take out. Twenty twenty five thousand dollar loans to be at a school that doesn't deliver what they think it does. Yeah, and it's because they saw my ad and I conned them into going to school. Mm-hmm. And so that's when, like, when I started my own business, I said, "I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to work with schools or businesses that don't have a good product to deliver." 
So I do my research. I remember the, the, you know, I remember turning down, I had just like opened up my own business and I was like, Hey, I'm here for it. I want to do business with you all. And a, a giant school in Tennessee called me and they were like, we would love for you to come do your boot camp, maybe go on retainer with us. And I started reading reviews online about them. I saw that there were like some lawsuits with sexual harassment and immediately a red flag went up. And I said, no, this is why, this is exactly why I quit my job. I'm going to work with schools that have a better product than this. And so before I work with any school and maybe it's not PC in today's culture, but I'm my own business owner. So who's going to fire me? Right. I literally get on the phone with the owner and I say, I'm a Christian. And so if you don't have a good product, if there's stuff going on at your school that is probably not good for a, for a student to be in, I'm not going to continue working with you. Yeah. I mean, let's set the expectation up front. I think that we, we need more of that, whether yeah. it's PC, we just, just to understand, kindly, yeah. Yeah. you know, sure. as a yeah. Christian, should, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I think at the end of the day, um, a lot of companies out there are good at marketing, but they don't have a good product. Mm-hmm. They're good just point. really good at getting you to buy something. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be known for that. I want to be the girl of integrity. And so that when I put my name behind a business and I say, Hey, you should do business with this CRM or you should do business with this company. People trust me and believe me, which by the way, takes me to another part of my business is that I've made partnerships with businesses. I fully invest in and believe in. Like if I were a school owner, I would do business with them. I've made partnerships with them. And so when I go and do my boot camps at schools that I recommend different, you know, product lines, I've done my research and I'll get like a referral fee from that. Um, and so again, I want my clients to trust me. That's, I mean, that's huge. I really, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I was just thinking when you were saying that, that selling, um, is not that difficult. Like the, the, the construct of selling is we, we kind of know the pattern. There's, there's some personalities that are really good at it and you can, you can put a product out there and say, look, this is why it's going to be good for you. Um, but if that marketing in that sales pitch doesn't match the satisfaction or that feeling of, you know, I made a really good choice to come here because of that pitch, then like you said, the, the long run is issues, is problems. And I've, I've dealt with that. I think all of us have dealt with that to some degree where we, we have this buyer's remorse. And so good, yes. good marketing uh, tells this story that matches the integrity, the the mission, and the idea behind the product. And I, I love that. Yeah, the secret behind really good marketing is to have a really great product. And that's what I tell every single school. If you have a really good product, first of all, Gen Z, these younger kids today, they want to brag about everything they do. And so if you have a great school, if you have a great business, if you have a great lipstick, I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm people are going to tell people about it. That's just how this culture works. We want to brag about everything we do in life. And so that's the secret. And I remember sitting in a class at a conference and it was like how to get good uh, Facebook reviews or something like that, like gaining more uh, Google reviews. And like after the full hour, I remember just raising my hand and being like, how come you just didn't say just – do a good job. <laughs> like, Do better. Be a good business. You know, it was like all these ploys like, oh, you need to offer this 25% off and you need to do this and you need to send out this email campaign. And I was just like, you could have saved yourself the hour. You want to get a good review? Here's the secret. Have a good product. Yeah. yeah. Be nice to people. 
Yeah, I mean that's, that's the fun the fundamentals of it. I think we, <laughs> if you want to sell something, relatively speaking, have it something to be worthwhile. That, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> Marketing is simple when you get down to it. It's yeah. just we complicated it so much. Yeah, and then we kind of we have to come back to to wonderful consultants like you to be able to help steer the problem back to to a solution that makes more sense. But you know. <laughs> um, when I started on my journey of, of storytelling love and, and media and writing and you know, all this kind of stuff, um, I became enamored, certainly, with the bare bones of what, what fiction does to the mind. It you know takes you to a different spot. I mention this almost every conversation at length with anybody. Ed Catmull, the president and CEO of Pixar, wrote a book called Creativity, Inc. Have you read it? No, I haven't. It's really, really good. It, it talks about um, certainly the, the journey of Pixar from its early iterations into this kind of mega business in, in coordination with Disney now. But um, he, there's, a, there's a section in the book that talks about the storyboarding process from the pitch to the screen idea where they have this creative tank, this think tank. And he said something, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher it, but something to the effect of 98 or 99% of the time that directors and writers pitch their idea to this think tank, we will say it's terrible. But part of the, and this is the sticking point, part of the, um, the culture of creativity or of Pixar is to say when we give you con- uh, criticism, it's, it's deliberately separating the mind and the thing that was communicated. So what you said will not sell because it's not a good product from a storytelling perspective. Now, if the idea is there, let's flesh that out so it matches. And, mm-hmm. and I, that stuck with me from a communications pattern standpoint and certainly in this marketing conversation where if you have an idea and even if the, the product is good, but if we're saying something that doesn't resonate with who we're talking to, then we're going to just miss. We're going to miss people. Yeah, you know, you hit the nail on the head with that. It's I say this, and every time I speak, is that look at what tire companies sell. Tire companies don't sell tires. They don't say we have the best tires on the road. Do you know what they sell? They sell safety yeah. for your family. Yeah. And so if you can get to the emotion and emotionally connect with the consumer and sell them what they want as opposed to how great your product is, um, that to me is, is the shift from good marketing to great marketing. Um, you know, I was working, I've worked with schools who just want to talk about how great they are. Like we've been around for this many years. We've done this. We've won all these awards. We're, you know, we're amazing. And I just kept saying, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares, but you. Yeah, yeah. And I know that that is such a tough thing to tell, um, a business owner, someone who's maybe put their heart and soul and put a, a second mortgage on their house to be like, no one cares about this story, but they don't. People are narcissists. They only care about themselves. So you have to figure out a way how to make your story be focused on the consumer. Yeah. It has to be about them or they're not going to buy into it. And that, that's what I mean by tire companies. It's not about their tires. It's about you and your family and your kids being safe on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, they've done a really great job making it about the consumer. And that's what a good marketer does. Absolutely. Have you, have you heard of uh, Don Miller? 
story brand? No. There, you should, oh my goodness. You should, I, yeah. I just, I don't know all the gurus. I you guess know, I should. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a great writer in his own right. And he has a marketing company too. He talks about that same idea from a storytelling perspective. He says that if every person is the hero of their own story, when you wake up, you are the main character, whether you like it or not. Like you said, we're a narcissistic. We, we are the hero. Uh-huh. We're, we're the main character. Um, so the business's mistakes that I'm learning from what you're saying and in conjunction with how he describes it as well is instead of calling yourself the hero, which inherently will miss the other heroes that are trying to work with you, <laughs> yeah. you, you shift to become in story form what is called the, the mentor, the the really integral character that makes the story go forward. So you can say, you know, yes, we're great, but here's how we're going to get your story from point A to point B. And that's safety if it's tires. That's, that's yes, one hundred percent. And it's again, it's putting your consumer as as the center of the marketing. Um, you know, here's here's something that I like to explain a lot when when I'm talking about marketing to schools or to businesses. And, and I feel like a lot of people are doing this wrong. So let me just let you in on my secrets when it comes to yeah, marketing. Yeah, of course. It's what I call the 80-20 rule. And there's 80-20 rules in, in everything, in, in churches, in eating, in everything. And there, there's one in marketing. And that's the before and after. So what a lot of people do wrong is that they do 20-80. They spend 20% of the time talking about before, like the problem. The problem that you have before you need this business. And yeah. 80% talking about why this business is the solution. Right. Because every great invention out there, every great business is generally a solution to something. And so they spend most of it talking about why this is the greatest solution and why you can have this amazing job and this amazing career. If you come to our school and your life is going to be so great and look at all of our graduates and what they're doing and how much money they're making. And that that's what a lot of schools right now are doing. That's how they market. So I come in and I flip it. I do 80, 20. I spend most of the time talking about the before the single mom who hates her job, who never sees her kids, who doesn't know how she's going to be able to pay the bills, who is like stuck at a desk and she's, she's passionate and she wants to use her artistic ability, but you know, she still needs to provide for her family and she's still going to be in this town and where can she work? And it's all about that before, but then she, she went to the school yeah. and now she's thriving and she's never been happier. And that's how you connect with people because, you know, the regular consumer isn't going to connect to the six figure graduate. Mm-hmm. They're going to connect to the before because they are the before. And so that is one thing I do in storytelling is it's less about why this product and business is great, and it's more about their story before they came across that product. And that's kind of where a lot of businesses begin, isn't it? I mean, we, we, we kind of recognize a, a missing point in the marketplace. If, if you're kind of peer-minded to a degree, you say, there's something missing mm-hmm. here. And then you enter that space to try to solve the issue, but then we forget that there was an issue yes. and then we say, then we look, look how awesome yes. we are. Don't you also see the, the problem without communicating what the problem is? Right. And we get so excited because now we've had so many people use our product and you know, they love it so much and look how happy they are. And you forget that before, because if you want new clients, if a school wants more enrollments, you've got to connect emotionally. 
And so that's how I do it. I do it by those before stories so that they can see themselves. I always say you need to paint a picture so that your lead can picture themselves there. Paint the picture so they can see themselves in it. And you don't do that by talking about how great your business is. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, man, I, I feel like I say this every podcast episode. I think we can talk for a long, long time. And I believe it because <laughs> I love this stuff. Um, but I, I want to get – so you've mentioned a couple times and, and you know the, the buzzword Christian is, is used – all over the place and it has mm-hmm. a sliding sliding scale of significance and it sounds like uh, your your christian journey your path and your belief system it really is ingrained in who you are and this in- integrity and and i kind of this consultative approach to work with people but but also implement things that that are meaningful so <clears throat> what what about uh i guess what is your your perspective on what it means to you to be a Christian in the context of, of, of humanity, but certainly in, in business? Yeah, that's a good question. And there's probably, I feel like I could talk for hours about this. Yeah. Um, for one, I feel responsibility. So when we're told to, you know, take up our cross and follow Jesus, how, how do you do that? Like, I'm not in, you know, a place where I'm constantly being persecuted. And, you know, I live in a really great country where I have freedoms and I live in a beautiful home. And what does that look like for me now today as yeah. a Christian, as opposed to a first or second century Christian? And so for me, it starts with my talents. There's parables about that. Yeah. The Lord has given me a talent. He's given you one. He's given everyone. Some have more than others, and they're all in different areas. And so one is, how am I utilizing that? Um, you know, I've... I've always said I have a really great mind for marketing. I remember being in the seventh grade and coming up with a Gatorade commercial idea. And I wanted to write Gatorade and tell them about it. (laughs) Um, I've just always had this mind for like creativity when it comes to, you know, consumers and telling a story. I've always loved to write and that sort of thing. And so how can I use that for the good of God? Um, And so one, utilizing my talents you know, in a church setting, but out in the workplace where I can come in contact with people and tell them that I'm a Christian and tell them why I am different and why my work ethic is the way it is. Um, and then the money that comes with that, you know, it's, it's not my money. It's God's money. Yeah. I'm, I'm just managing it for him. And so as I'm able to grow in my career, make more money, how am I able to use that again for the kingdom to show people that Christ lives within me. Um, and so, you know, if you miss heaven, you miss it all. So yeah. I'm a believer and I believe that Jesus died for me, that he was buried, that he was resurrected. And any chance I get to come in contact with someone and, you know, share my spiritual journey, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm going to do it. I think that's beautiful, beautifully said. Um, and I, I love how you presented that it was well done. Um, and I think it, it's, it's transformative to how we think about other people at the same time. So it's, uh, it has to, right. It has to, it has to be this in ingrained thought process. So if, if you've come to this point in your belief that, that Jesus is the son of God, he died and was raised and spent time with people and ascended to heaven. If all that stuff happened and everything else was confirmed, then, that it just changes 
how we look at the world. I mean, another phrase that I use is perspective rules all. So it's clear that your perspective has been shifted um, by your belief and following of, of Jesus. Yeah, 100%. And, and honestly, it's my belief in Jesus and what he's done for me that has, has just opened my eyes to see how terrible the world is. I mean, being in corporate America, it is brutal. I mean, I worked at a company where one of the higher ups was having a, he was married, he was having affairs with people. And it was just like, every time there was a conference, there were more affairs and everyone's getting drunk. And like, it's, it's just a a very worldly atmosphere where I can either become like that or be the light and be different. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it started very early in my career. I can tell you one of my very first jobs I ever took um, professionally after college, I would go to, we'd have three conferences a year and I'd go to conferences and I was known as the girl who didn't drink. Like everyone knew me as, you know, Jen's hanging out. She's, she's with us. You know, we have a good time, but Jen's not going to drink. And that was a way I stood out. And I'm not here to debate whether Christians should or should not drink. It is something that I have chosen not to do. Because it does make me stand out. Yeah. yeah. I literally stand out in a bar at a conference because I'm not drinking. And people ask me about that all the time. And they're literally drawn to it. Um, And then as I was getting further into my career, I just saw like vendors and different people taking advantage of really sweet school owners. I mean, there's this one school I work with in Clarksville. They're believers. They're the sweetest people you will ever meet. And when I got to know their story, like taking out second mortgages and selling things just to pay for the rent of the building, it just killed me to think that like, oh, great, they're going to go to conference, meet a very slick, well-spoken vendor, and they're going to get taken for a ride and they're going to waste their money. Yeah. And that was, that was one of my things where I'm like, I want to be the voice for them. And so literally when I developed my program, my two-day boot camp program that I do with businesses, one of the sections is on how to manage a vendor because I see these sweet school owners and business owners getting take up, taken advantage of left and right. Yeah. And so, um, again, that's another responsibility as a Christian to, you know, you see something and you, you, you want to be different. So I speak up when I can. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's that's the shepherding approach. This this responsibility you talked about of loving people and and seeing the need and, and filling it. I mean, really mirrors in a, in a sense the marketing journey. <laughs> we we see a problem yeah. and we try to message it in a way that fixes the problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, you know, just I I just love talking to you about marketing and and how it fits into storytelling certainly and i'm convinced myself that every topic comes back to storytelling and every topic that is concerned with storytelling is concerned with jesus so uh it's all this conversation lights me up and i love i love hearing that perspective of how we can enter into workplace shift the conversation through just simple marketing strategies if if not you know we can and even if you're not a marketer no matter where you are you know you're told to be the light of the world you're supposed to be set apart and it it can be really hard to do when you're trying to gain friendships in a workplace or you know try to fit in and or even try to move up in a company and by no means have i done things perfectly throughout the years but i think looking for ways that you can stand out in any job you're in as a christian um I will offer up one, no matter if you're a waitress or if you are 
um, a CEO of a company, work ethic. That is the way you can stand out. Um, I was a server at Cracker Barrel before I became who I am today. Yeah. I was a server there for seven years. And I worked hard. Mm. I remember weekends I would work eight to eight, 12 hour shifts. I would never take a break. Between tables, I'd run in the back and like eat food off of my friend Blake's, yeah. um, you know, plate or something. But I just worked really, really hard because I had goals. And that always stood out. It always stood out to bosses. It stood out to other employees. Like, oh, if someone needs to pick up a table, Jen will do it. Oh, if someone needs to stay late, Jen will do it. And I feel like that alone was able to open up so many conversations in the workplace about God. Because people wonder, like, why are you motivated? Why are you like this? You know, how do you work so hard? Where do you get this from? And don't take credit for it. Give God Mm -hmm. the glory. And that's what I would always do. And I I mean, I even did that when I was a marketing director. I remember one year, that first year as a marketing director, I did, you know, really well. And I increased the population by so much. And my boss was so happy. And she came into the office and she was just like, Jen, like, this is amazing. You know, I just, I want to give you a raise. I want to reward you for this. And I was like, you know what? You got lucky when you hired me. You got a two for one because I have God yeah. and I get really great ideas because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit's talking to me. And she just looked at me like I was nuts. And I was like, okay, this is the wrong audience. That might have, you know, came out a little wrong. Let's come back um, to that next Thursday. I, I do believe if you're a Christian, you know, God, God rewards you and, and he will guide you along. Even if, you know, something simple as going to work every day. So. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I, I think it's a, a perfect call to action to end this particular conversation to say if if for nothing else, inquire of the kingdom, first of all. And then when you understand what the kingdom is, work your tail off to make sure that what we're saying matches the belief that we have inside of us, which is the marketing kind of piece. So, um, yeah, I think for the, for the sake of time, we're ended this end this conversation but uh i again very appreciative of you thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your secret sauce at least a little bit of it uh with with me today thanks so much for having me and i just i love what you're doing i love the idea and and the thought behind your podcast your post making it centered on people and telling their stories storytelling really needs to be done not just in marketing, but just in life. That's how you get to know people is yeah. finding out their story. So if anything, you know, whether it's someone at a grocery store or, you know, just literally anyone you come up, you know, someone who shares a cubicle with you, you just get to know their story. Yeah. That'll absolutely. help you be empathetic. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Yeah, get close to people and hear, hear what mm-hmm. they have to say. I think that, that goes a long way. But For thank sure. you. Thank you so much. Thanks. again. And thank you for listening to this episode of Light Vision. Light Vision can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, all the other podcast platforms. So please do find it, subscribe, rate, and share it as often as you can so we can continue having great conversations just like this one with Jen in the future. Jen's perspective and power within the marketing world and the Christianity lifestyle is inspiring and I was just so thankful to have this conversation with her I learned a ton and I hope that you did too and if you like these conversations and other conversations stories related to the human experience then I think you'll like Final Creations. Final Creations is designed to preserve the legacy and stories of the loved ones around us so that we can better understand the human experience and relate to media and the messages that are coming out to us so that we can better 
commune, and have conversations that are meaningful across all thought processes. And that's really important in a time like today. So please go check out our new website, finor.com, F-I-N-O-W-R.com, and check it out.